What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 53.1, and we are continuing and finishing our playthrough of Mass Effect. Well, that was short. <laughs> you know, in retrospect, and I think How Long to Beat kind of got this wrong. Um, they said 17 hours for that game. I beat it in 12. Yeah, mine was my clock was about eleven something, so it was it wasn't miles off that. So it was like, I don't know, I had it on casual, so maybe that was something to do with it. Maybe that was uh, uh, the reason why. And but I missed off like one mission, so I and that was like this mission I'd found by scanning the planet. Uh, that was the only side one I didn't do. I I missed. I, I didn't do a lot of the side mission. I did a few, but I didn't do a lot of them because. Here's the thing, if you're going the renegade path, most of the time you just tell people to fuck off. <laughs> like, well, I guess that's how it usually happens. And I was just <laughs> like, hmm, well, I guess I just kind of miss out on some stuff because I'm just an asshole. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I there was there were the side missions like collect this many um, artifacts or something. I didn't bother with those. Any side mission, with the exception of one where I had to uh, go uh, to a place and kill people and do something, I did. Um, but the, the the collect this amount of minerals and this these amount of Asari writings, I couldn't be asked. To be fair, yeah, no, I'm not much of a collector. Um, sorts, you know, it's it's never been that big a thing for me. I did yeah. do all the collecting as far as um, Infamous goes, because I got the Platinum for it. I collected all those uh, blast shards, but <laughs> that wasn't that difficult. But um, but yeah, so Mass Effect, the last we left off, we had just got Liara. And yes. I'll be honest with you, I didn't do much talking to my, my squad mates in this game. I didn't romance anybody. Oh, I did. Oh, you I had did? A bit of time. I had a bit of time for some loving. No, oh, yeah. Who did you romance? Uh, Liara. Okay. And you were a yeah, male shepherd? Um, uh, I was a male shepherd, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, to be fair, it was. it's a lot easier, I think, in the first one, because you only really have to go and talk to the character in between missions, and you'll get something new. And with Liara, it was... Um, uh, oh, we shouldn't do this. Um, you know, I'm under. I, she considers, considers herself young, even though she was over like 150 or whatever. Uh, she was still young uh, when it comes to the Asari, and um, she, you know, her shepherd was her first real human contact, and she shouldn't feel this way, but she does, and it's the end of the world. So let's put it on hold. Let's wait until it's all over. And then as you go up to the final mission, there's a cutscene where you get it on. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. And you know, it's typical uh, video game, sexy time. So it's like quite laughable, but still, um, I I, I wanted the achievement. Yeah. See, I I didn't, I didn't go for that. I'm curious. Can you like, can, can you actually like romance like Rex and, and Garrus? I don't know about those two. I know you can, um, Ashley and Caden, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I really couldn't tell you about the other two. I, I don't know whether they had. I don't know. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I know that uh, in later games you can romance uh, Tali. 
Um, uh, you probably could do her as do her. <laughs> you probably could romance her as well in this one. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I just I didn't really outside of Liara because again I wanted the achievement and I thought well you pick one and you'll do that and it is easier to do a Mass Effect because with um, I think with two you have to do the loyalty missions you have to speak to them at certain intervals in the game I think and with this one it was just a case of um, well, one of the reasons why I could find Liara, I knew where she was, and it was like go down because they spread out across the ship, don't they? And they're yeah. all in their own little area, and it was like, oh, she's down in the um, uh, near where the, the the mess hall is, and it's like this thing's bad enough at lifts and loading, so I don't really want to have to spend too much time chasing my crew crewmates around the ship just for a bit of loving. I'll be honest with you, I I, I don't know how the Xbox works i know that the loading was pretty horrible in the xbox 360 version it's i mean i don't I, you're playing ps3 yeah. aren't you? so I, I, I think the loading may be different in the ps3 version i don't know because we whenever you have to change areas you'll get either if you're on a lift you'll get a small lift animation thing um, if you are at the Citadel or in certain areas, you'll just get a loading screen. Um, and it does depend. So, uh, loading can be anywhere from sort of 10, 15 seconds to 30, 40 seconds. Um, I guess depending on how big an area they're having to load in for you. On the plus side, apparently there are going to be no loading on the ship in, um, Andromeda. So that's Fantastic. a bonus. Yeah, can't wait yeah. for that one. Yeah, and it, they did get better with the games. I mean, two and three handled them slightly differently, and in you know they'd refined it at that point, so the loading uh, screens weren't so much of an issue. But it's you do notice them with the first one. I certainly did, anyway. Yeah. So um, we just got Liara, um, and gosh, uh, we have some options of where we want to go. Uh, there's mm. basically three places that we have to go to before we get to the end of the game. Which, again, it, it did surprise me that this game is as short as it is. Yeah. Um, because having played two and three, it was... And those games are beefy. And yes, they have things like the loyalty missions, which aren't in uh, the first Mass Effect. Um but that I, I can remember plowing has got to be twenty five hours into yeah. um, two and probably something similar in in three. So I was expect and again it's got that RPG title on it really, and I was expecting like when you said that sent the email um, after last week's show, where, you know, saying well let's do these and and then we'll have the last mission and I thought and I've already done one of these because I'm slightly ahead of you. I've got like technically three missions to go to the end that's really weird but yeah but yeah we got a little bit to discuss so um i don't even know which planet which planet did you do that that i, I, I that did i did the rachnid the okay. rachnid um mission yeah that was Nor- norveria i think that was what that's planet. there might be Novarius or novaris yeah, yeah um like that. that was i think the only mission in that in in Mass Effect, where the implications carry over and affect two. Um, there's other things. 
Okay. I, I, the reason why I know is, is because I know that you, depending on which choice you make, depends on whether you get a mission in two, because yeah. there's a mission with Rex that involves the Rachnid having been indoctrinated. And I guess if you kill the Rachnid Queen in this, that mission doesn't happen in, in two. Yeah. Um, so, uh, basically what happens is when we get there at this place, it's kind of like a frozen tundra kind of planet. And we're at this station that is obviously going, they're trying to fight off the arachnid. Um, and, uh, they're like these bug creatures, like a hybrid of a, maybe like a mantis and a, a spider kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like a bony spider. <laughs> and uh, they um, they're they're trying to fight them off a bunch of humans and, and Turians basically. Uh, and um, what had happened was was that the station had found a derelict ship that had been flying through space for thousands of years, and um, there was an egg on it. Well, they decided to hatch that friggin' egg. And, of course. and the egg actually housed a arachnid mother um, who then started giving birth to a bunch of baby arachnids and uh, they started taking over the, the station. Yeah, because they thought they could control them um, yeah. by keeping them away from the queen, which didn't bode so well. Um, what's the name of the company? The, the, the one that's like this Exo... Exogeny, but that's, in a, Ex- that's a different company. From this but one. That, was it? I thought that was the one that they were trying to experiment on. The, the ones that were funding the experiments on them. Uh, no, that was the one where um, we, we go underground and find that plant. Oh, the, yes, the plant. Yeah, the last way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's another company funding this one, too. Um, and it's kind of oh. like, it's a front for Liara's mother, basically. So Liara's mother is there. Uh, the matriarch, Benizia, 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 yeah. Um, and she's obviously in cahoots with Saren, so that's the reason why we came. But now this whole thing happened. Well, come to find out, um, Saren is trying to breed these Rachni so he can use them as an army for his troops, basically. Um, so that's when we run into uh, the matriarch. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we had a little bit of an issue, but we're back. And so <laughs> we're talking about Benizia. Um, <laughs> she uh, she's there to basically bring this along. Um, she's brought some of her um, Asari commandos, who are supposed to be these badasses who <laughs> go down pretty quickly. <laughs> because this was the last mission I did before Ilos. So, okay, um, yeah. So I was already kind of beefed up. Mm. Um, so we destroy the commandos. We take out uh, the matriarch, um, and um, she tells us that they're basically her and Saren are both being controlled by Sovereign. Now I don't know if we talked about Sovereign in the last episode, but Sovereign is this gigantic Geth ship. No, it's not gas, is he? It's Reaper ship. It's a Reaper. We Sovereign? found that out. We found that out yeah. later on. But um, originally, we just thought it was some kind of like special ship from mm. like Geth technology. 
Because you get a very, very small glimpse of it in the opening scene, don't you? When they are about to hit that planet, you kind of see the the still image of this big old ship. That I guess, having played two and three beforehand, we know what it is. But I'm sure if you played it for the first time, it would be a bit of a mystery. Yeah, because we see it a couple of times. We're like, what the hell is that? And we don't know when it just flies off. Um, But yeah, so it's, it's not only is it... Sovereign is not just a Reaper ship. It is a Reaper. Um, And it's trying to get the rest of the Reapers over to our world. Um, And, uh, but basically what Sovereign is doing is it's emitting some type of mind control. It's, uh, yeah, what they call indoctrination. Indoctrination, yeah. And yeah. basically, it's turning everything into slaves, uh, so it can use it for its own bidding. Uh, and the matriarch was under its spell. Mm. Um, but we have a fight with her because she um, she tells us she tells us this stuff and tells us other information because she can break free of the the, the doctrination for a minute, but then it takes over again, and then we have to kill her. And then we are left with the option of what do we do with this Rachni queen? Um, John, I'm, I'm assuming you're going the Paragon route. I am indeed. So I was a good boy. Uh, well, I was a merciful boy. Uh-huh. And you let the Rachni go. Yes. But then again, I don't know, again, hindsight and all that. I know that if I hadn't done that, my play of two would be at a disadvantage because I'd lose out on a mission. <laughs> well, I play it so, going to be a disadvantage because I dropped a bunch of fucking acid on that thing and killed it. Yeah, bless. Uh, and Garrus was not happy. I would imagine not. I brought Garrus with me and Rex, and Rex is like, burn the fucking thing. Because I no, think I had I had Garrus and Liara. Although you have to, don't you have to have Liara for that do, mission? You do not have to have Liara. Uh, okay, because I know that before starting that whole quest, um, one of them says, shouldn't we really get Liara for this? And I thought, well, I bet uh, that's obviously telling me I, I have to get Liara for this. So that's what I did. Um, so I didn't realize that you could technically do it without her. Yeah, no, you can totally do it without her. They just suggest, hey, you might want to bring Liara with you. I'm like, eh, fuck that. So I well, just, you, do, you must get some extra dialogue because there is some dialogue between Liara and her mother during the her breaking away from the indoctrination indoctrination yeah. um, uh, part. So there's actually uh, a quite a touching part where she says, oh, you know, I'm proud of you. I've always been proud of you and, and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I completely killed the wreck. I actually killed everybody on that fucking station because I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't sneak in. Uh, Cause see, they're trying to, they're trying to mask all this, right? Um, so I didn't, I didn't sneak in. I just, uh, I just broke in to the station. Um, so you, when you first get there, the guys are kind of nice to you. Thanks for helping us out, all this other stuff. But you know, they're secretly working for the matriarch. Yeah. Uh, and so I just went to this restricted area and I was like, Hmm, I can hack this. So I just went ahead and hacked it. And then every single person in the station turned on me and I was like, (laughs) well, take no prisoners, I guess. So I killed everybody on that station. Oh dear! Uh, after that, we go to um, Vermeer. Um, um, 
the, actually thinking about it, which one's Vermeer? Is that the one with the the big blob? Um, shit. Hang on. I'm not, like I'm not certain. I just named. The, I just know the names of them. We'll see here. Um, I think actually the Rackland one I didn't do. Um, uh, the first. Um, I think it was the one with the the um, mind control um, psychotropic drug thing that I actually um, that I did first. Not that it really matters which order you do them in. To be fair. Uh, yeah, Vermeer was Saren's main base. Um, where um, he was working on a cure for the COVID. Oh, that one I did last. Okay. Yeah, I did that one. Um, yeah, after I'd done the other the other two, I'm sure before the final. Gotcha. The um so uh, Vermeer um they're working on a cure for the Krogan. So the Krogan are almost an extinct race. Because of this thing called the genophage. Um, and um, the, it's basically, it was created by the Solarians who um, created it in order to basically just wipe out the, the Krogan. Uh, Rex has been dealing with this all his life and really, really doesn't like the fact that when we go there, and they say, we need to stop them from making this. He's like, this could save my people. I don't want you to do this. And mm. like, yeah, but they're, he's raising a bunch of Krogans to make an army. Yeah. And he's like, well, this is a load of bullshit. And he gets pissed off and walks away. And we have to, to go talk to him. And this is a, a pretty pivotal moment uh, in the game because there's a few things that can happen here. The first one being, we get into an argument with Rex. He pulls his gun on us, and A, we can either shoot him and kill him, or B, we can have Ashley from behind kill him because she's watching it while it's going on. Oh, okay. So he had a very different outcome. <laughs> or, or or the other outcome is we talk him down from it. Yeah. Um, I, I assume you talked him down. I did. I assumed you shot him in the back. I, I actually did not. Um, oh well, okay. So uh, what happens is is that you can talk him down not only through a Paragon dialogue option, but also a Renegade option. Ah, uh, okay. So uh, you do still get the option. Yeah, you still get the option. I say I, I kept Rex in my party. So um, basically, what what my shepherd did was basically called him a coward. It's like, quit being a coward. You know, there's more. Mm. There's more to this than just your people. This is in the entire fucking civilization as we know it is going to be wiped out. Quit being an asshole. <laughs> and he's like, okay, fine. So yeah, I was something similar, except I used the, um, you know, look what they're doing to your people the, you know, yes, it's, um, uh, yes, it, you're, you're, this is a way to save your people, but do you really want them to be mindless slaves? slaves? And it was like, no, I don't. So it was like, yeah, that's how kind of I got around it. So as same result. (laughs) Yeah. So as we push into, uh, the base itself, we're using the, uh, the army of the Solarians because they're, they were there originally trying to stop this and they needed backup and well, they sent us. So, (laughs) um, at this point we have to split up the party. Um, we have to choose between Ashley or Caden, to go with the Solarian army 
and try to push mm. from one end while we try to sneak in through the front. So, um, who did you send with the Solarians? Oh, I sent Caden. You sent Caden. I did too. Um, did you know about this right here? Um, what, as in which one I was sending to die? Well, well, not necessarily. Did you know that you had to choose between the two? Um, I, I vaguely remembered that I had to choose between the two. Um, I wouldn't say I was completely sure, but when it gave me the decision, oh, you're going to have to send one of us, I then went, oh, okay, so yeah, if I send him, he's going to die, so. That, or that's, her, not, she, yeah, well, that's not actually the case. If you send, you can send whoever, but but when you when you get ready to set the nuke, you have to choose either to go to. Oh, uh, is that when you? Yeah, uh, yeah that's when I, you make the decision. Is right uh, there. You can either choose gotcha. to return to the nuke and and protect it, or go and save the person that's with the Solarians. But doing one will kill the other. Kill the other. Yeah. Uh okay, that's fair enough. I I still stuck with my main decision. I didn't realize it would flip flip. Yeah. So okay, fair enough. Yeah, so um, basically, as we're pushing through to Saren's main base, we eventually run into what he has there. Um, this is where we learn a little bit more about indoctrination um, and how he's basically trying to create an army. Um, but we finally run into a Reaper. Um, we uh, run into a conduit. Or not a conduit, it's kind of like a... Um, it's a Protheum architecture, but I, don't, I can't remember what they call it. Uh, he has it in his main base. And when we go to it, it actually speaks to us. And it is kind of like a hologram of a Reaper. And it's actually talking to us, telling us basically what its plan is. Its plan is to wipe out all of creation. And you don't understand it, and you never will because your minds are little. And yeah. we have been around forever, and you cannot stop us. Um, and we actually run into Saren. Saren shows up because we're like, okay, we got to destroy this place, so we're going to drop a nuke on it. We're going to set a nuke and then set a timer and then let it blow up. But in the process, Saren shows up and is trying to stop us. So we actually have a boss fight with him. Um didn't find this fight too too difficult. In fact, I didn't find much of any boss fight too difficult. <laughs> no. Um I what I found difficult was taking on multiple enemies that had rockets. Rockets are the bane of my existence in this game. Because they come out of fucking nowhere and they and they just completely wreck you. So constantly mm. geth rocket troopers and like the shock troopers, they usually shoot a rocket first before they start rushing you. And those fuckers, the, the geth destroyers <laughs> who, yeah. who just run full force at you. I'm like, how do I stop this? Yeah. Yeah. It's handy if you've got an assault gun. Cause that proved really handy. Cause, uh, as I mentioned last week, or as we talked about the, Combat's a bit of a, a dice roll. Oh, um, it's bad. <laughs> so it's um, it was a little bit frustrating um, up until a certain point where I filled up my assault rifle, the skill in assault rifle, and that made it a lot better. So I, most of the 
shots I fired hit. So it was like, if there was one running full at me, I just took my finger off L trigger, hit right trigger, aimed the big reticle in the way, and it would fall down. So, um, But that was only after a certain point, because yeah. up until the, you've got pretty much a 100% dice roll on the assault rifle, it, it becomes real tricky. So um, I had leveled up my sniper rifle abilities because I went infiltrator, and with infiltrator, it's snipers and, and, um, and pistols. And so I had leveled up my sniping ability way, way high because, like, when you first start off as sniping, it's fucking horrible. Like, it's just it's just moving all over the place. You can't aim for crap. <laughs> but once you get it leveled up, it's pretty it's pretty good. And the ability assassinate is fantastic because it doesn't move at all. You have pinpoint accuracy, and it's almost a guaranteed kill. Well, yeah, so, that's a, that's very similar to there's a, a an assault rifle overkill. Um, overkill and that again you your cooldown on the weapon is substantially increased and uh the the record just doesn't move it's it hones in and it's it's you can you can get a nice bit of damage off on that yeah so that was my go that was my go-to um ability my issue though was the fact that i had leveled up sniper so much a lot of these boss fights took place in, in close quarters so a sniper rifle is kind of useless. Yeah. So then I needed to start leveling up my pistol, which I, t- toward the end of the game, I had it fully leveled up. And man, that that ability for marksman, I think is what it's called, um, for the pistol. Yeah. When you activate right. that, it's basically a submachine gun. And wow. it's And it does not overheat at all during that duration. It's just real fast. It just, it, 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 it'll wreck guys. <laughs> So yeah, we fight Saren here, um, and um, like I said, I didn't find the fight too difficult. Uh, we are able to hold him off, and he he finally has to to escape, runs away. Um, we set the bomb, uh, and we have to choose basically who are we going to save uh, because we only have a limited amount of time before the bomb goes off. Do we save Caden or do we save Ashley? Uh, I chose to save Ashley. Me too. Um, because I say Caden on the last one. Oh, okay. My first playthrough, I, I you know I played it. I, I feel like I had a little bit more feeling toward the characters because I actually talked to them and stuff like that. It was my first playthrough, and I saved Caden because I could not stand Ashley. Um, for the life of me, I couldn't stand her because she was like she was. She's always mean and always in a bad mood, and she's like xenophobic. And yeah, she does come across as very xenophobic. Yeah, and I'm just like, dude, shut up. And while Caden, everybody's like, oh, Caden's just a whiny little bitch, and he is. Um, but Caden, I feel like had a little bit more personality. Um, but that's just that's just my feelings on it. Like so, I so my first playthrough, you know from back in the day was with Caden pretty much with me the entire time. Uh, but I figured I'd change it up this time around and go with Ashley. Um, and you know, after that we all mourn Caden's death for a little while. Um, and then it's like, okay, we need to move on. So we move on to the, the third and final planet before going into the, basically the end game part. Um, this one is kind of like 
oh God, what was the name of the, the, the planet? I can't even remember the name of the planet. Cure for disease, phage, found out. I'm looking at the. Wasn't that Pharos? Pharos, yeah. Pharos. Uh, here, we have a colony, a human, a human colony here, um, that has been constantly attacked by Geth, and nobody really knows why, but they've sent out a distress call, and they sent us to investigate it. Um, and when we get there. We find that um, some of the people are acting a little strange. Um, the colony itself um, is kind of like up on a like a mountain or something. It's it's way up high. You have to keep driving and drive forever in the, this freaking game. It, yeah, there's a couple of walkway things you have to drive across, isn't there? A lot of walkways, like these outside areas. Like yeah, they're like big walls. And, you have um, to drive the mate across. Yeah, and once we finally get to the colony, everyone is acting really paranoid. Um, and we don't exactly know why, but uh, through some investigations, there is a company, Exogeny, has been um, basically funding this colony. Um, and uh, we're trying to look into that because obviously Saren wants something to do with it because why well, he sent his geth here. Uh, when we finally find out, um, Exogeny has been doing experiments on the humans in the colony. Uh, there is a organic life form, um, that emits a type of mind control. Um, and it, they have been using it to basically mind control and experiment on the people of the, uh, the colony itself. So um, we have to go back to the colony because we we find out that it's actually underneath the colony in like this tunnel area. Mm. Um. So uh, when we 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 have we have the option to try and save the the colonists because they just don't know what they're doing. They're being mind controlled, and obviously they're trying to stop us so we're going to have these humans try to kill us when they're not really meaning to so they give us the we run into a uh, scientist there who um she's she's been helping out with the exogeny um and she gives us the uh, these grenade mods that will basically nullify the mind control uh to which that scientist um I, you have the option of, um, letting her go or not. Um, uh, and since I am the renegade, I did not let her go and then shot her oh. three times in the face. Oh, you're a meanie. Yep. I like so, guy. Yeah. You were working with, you were working with Saren. Sorry. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah, but they didn't know that though she was working with Saren well, or what he was doing. That's true. But sorry. Guilty by association. <laughs> um, dude, dude, my shepherd, Laura Shepherd, I named I named her after my. Oh, Laura. Yeah, uh, I named her after my girlfriend. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> I um. You named her after my girlfriend too. Oh so yeah, yeah, that's what, true. Where are you playing at? <laughs> um, <laughs> surprise! John, John, we, have to, we, we need to talk. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> uh, but um, 
Yeah, so uh yeah, my my shepherd is just ruthless. Nonstop. It, you know, I don't Does I don't, that say something about your girlfriend? No. 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 <laughs> just no, my, checking. my girlfriend is very sweet. Well, um, to be fair, I named my shepherd after me, but then that's also his default name. Is it? Is that the default yeah, name? Yeah, John Shepherd is the default name. Gotcha. So, um, but yeah, um, we have to make it back. Uh, did you try and save the people using the grenades? I tried to, but I only had five grenade slots, and <laughs> throwing, a, throwing a grenade in that game is literally like pissing in the wind. I never used the grenades up until this point. Because they were useless. <laughs> yep. So um, I tried. I think I saved like 11 out of the 15 because there was a couple that I'd run out of grenades on and they're constantly shooting. And I thought, nah, nah, sod this. I saved two people. Because <laughs> I was like, here, here's a grenade. I threw it at them and knocked them out. The rest of them, I was like, fuck this. I'm the renegade. And so I just went around to shoot everybody. Um, no damn. Yeah. Uh, this character, I have to say, my Laura Shepard is a lot like my Dragon Age Origins character for Phoenix Down, which was named Lifty Fernandez. <laughs> who, I don't give a fuck who I piss off or who I kill. Just get out of my way. <laughs> kind of thing. Fair enough. So, um, and it's fun <laughs> doing that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, well, we eventually make it to the the underground part where they're keeping this, this creature. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I think it starts with a T. Oh, thanks for, for it's, it's, I think it's TH something. The Thoron um, or Theron? Thor, Thorian. Thorian. Thor, Thorian. Thorian. The Thorian. Um, so the Thorian is there. It's this gigantic blob looking thing. With tendrils and yeah, and it has sacks. it has the ability to basically copy and make clones of Asari's, and so that's how it talks to us. I'm not sure if it's just Asari or whether it's it can clone anything. It just happens to have an Asari. Yeah, it keeps cloning Asari's because yeah, or this one Asari. Yeah, and so um. It talks to us. I don't really say much because I'm renegade. And I'm just like, yeah, we're going to kill you. Um, I died a few times here because I was like, shit, this is just close quarters well, combat. You, and you get a load of Asaris. And that, that main Asari, or that, you get a load of enemies like those husky things. And then um, every level that you're going up, it's producing a new Asari clone who's got all of those warp powers and stuff. So yeah. it's a bit of a pain. Yeah, it's it, that was that was a rough one, um, but after you you beat it, um, you basically destroy it. Um, I don't think they give us an option here as, as to what we do. Um, no, I think you don't have a choice in the matter. Yeah, we just destroy it. Um, but after completing all three of these missions, we get intel telling us that where we need to go is Ilos which is a planet um, on the far reaches of our galaxy or the part of our galaxy that is ours uh, that's under uh, the council's control. Uh, and uh, they, it, what now? You, you have to do 
use a relay that we're not meant to use is that the woo the moo relay yeah um so it's a bit like two with the omega relay but it's like you're you're not meant to use it because there isn't a treaty or peace treaty with the alliance with the racers that are on the other side of it and you're going to get you know they're probably going to shoot on you as soon as anyone tries to enter their space yeah but we know where saren is we need to stop him um and um he's 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 going there to get the conduit um so when we go back to the citadel and tell the people this the council and stuff the council's like yeah but we can't send a fleet of guys and we're just going to have to strip him of everything he has no access to anything he can't ever come back and we're like yeah but he doesn't have to come back when he gets the conduit, and that's what he's after. I'm like, well, sorry, you can't go anywhere. We've uh, we've uh, put your ship on lockdown. Can't let you do it anymore. And we're like, well, shit. So, <laughs> uh, but Captain Anderson, or 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 is it Captain Anderson? Uh, yeah. Or Admiral Anderson. No, he's not an admiral yet. No, this is true. Uh, Captain Anderson, he um. He has a plan. He knows that he can hack into the system uh, from two control points. The first one being um, Ambassador Undina's office. Uh, the other one being uh, through the security part. Uh, security can be a little risky because they may try and kill Anderson. But if he goes through... Uh, Udina's, it will basically brand him and us a traitor. So we have to make a choice of where he goes to get us flight access. Does that affect anything? Because I don't think I, so. No, because I picked to get him going through Udina's computer. So I picked him to go through the security. Yeah. Because it seemed like a dangerous choice, and that was like the renegade option, I thought. <laughs> of course you did. Uh, he, Anderson does get shot, though. Oh, uh, okay. Well, in in my version, he punches. Eugene is there and he just punches him, knocks him out. It's like, yeah. Well, he 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 knocks out a Turian uh, security guard, and is is starting to hack it. And these guys, the security comes up behind him, is like, "Stop what you're doing!" And he keeps going, and they shoot him, but he doesn't die. Uh, he just gets kind of wounded. They wound him. Wrong. Well, I got you. Uh, but they kind of leave it open as to what happens to him, but. We get flight access, so we take off to to Ilos. Um, and when we get there, uh, we see uh, Saren is there, uh, and he is going into the underground base, basically, uh, in search for the conduit. Um, and he closes the door behind him, so now we got to figure out a way to get open the door, which is basically a long, stupid side quest. <laughs> Yeah, it's just basically a maze, isn't it? Yeah, it's such a it's such a chore trying to navigate this game because yeah. the map is kind of bad. It is useless uh, because when when you look at the map, it doesn't tell you what's a upper level and a lower level. It just says, "Oh, what you're looking for should be right in front of you." And I'm like, "Well, it's not fucking here," you know. And, I, and I'm like, "Well, is it upstairs?" And then I go upstairs. Oh, there, this is upstairs. Tell <laughs> fucking tell me it's upstairs. 
No, and the problem with that map is that it's because it's like this cavernous area. There's lots of nooks and crannies you can't always aren't always obvious to you, so you you kind of can easily get lost. Yeah, but luckily we were able to get in. We drive in through the make with the Mako. Um, uh, but we get blocked off real quick. We're trying to keep going, and we get blocked off. And there's a entrance way that opens up, and when we go inside, we actually run into a an AI. That talks to us. Kind of find out this world was originally a Prothean world. And um, there, the AI there is pretty much the last remaining thing of the Protheans that's, that we can actually talk to. Yeah, so it's like a VI, but it's, yeah, it's made up of the collective science, or the brain of the main scientist or something, isn't it? Yeah. I think he says, yeah. So we finally get a little bit more detail as to what exactly is going on. So the Reapers are trying to come back because they found out civilization has returned. And Reapers exist solely to destroy civilizations. And when they're done, they leave. Yep. That's it. That's the reason why the Reapers aren't around anymore because, well, they killed everything. And then um, they go back. And then they then they decide to come back. Now this yeah. this is them trying to get back so they can kill us. That's the only reason. <laughs> um Is it is it I can't remember considering I played it like four days ago. Um I can't remember. Is it at this point that we found out that the Citadel isn't a Prothean creation and the mass relays aren't, it's their Reaper or is that when we speak to the Reaper AI or no, the Reaper thing? This is when we find out right here. Ah, okay. Because yeah. they, they so, tell us that um, the 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 mass relays, as well as the Citadel, which we've always thought was Prothean technology, the mm. Protheans found that stuff. They yeah, didn't, they didn't know what the hell it was. Kind of because the because the Reapers. Yeah, the Reapers leave them there. No, and and much like in. Um, uh, 2001 there they leave like the mass relays and the beacons and the citadel as markers for civilizations to finally find and when they've activated them that's kind of the signal that um the reapers need to know they've hit a certain level of uh advancement and it's time to wipe them out yeah so um and the citadel being the one big mass relay that will bring all the reapers back that's the one that they come through um, and, uh, the, the other thing, uh, the collectors, those little guys that are always typing on computers and stuff, uh, they are part of that collection. Um, they were there to basically keep up maintenance on the Citadel and stuff like that. Uh, stuff we did not know. Um, and they're also there to receive a signal to because apparently the citadel is is a although they don't know it the citadel has a secret um mass relay from the dark space and the re uh the keepers are there to receive a signal uh, to switch it on essentially yeah the keepers i'll just call them the collectors what the hell's the collectors uh collectors are in two okay yeah so um when we get that information uh, the, the Prothean AI tells us you need to stop this at all costs. So we decide to jump back in the Mako 
And oh my god. Yeah, and we take off <laughs> to uh to find the um to find the conduit. Unfortunately, when we make it to the conduit, Saren has already went through. Um and what it does is basically it it ejects you to the citadel. Yeah, it's like a mini re- mass relay again, isn't it? It's like yeah. a a uh, little mini one of those. So we decide to drive the Mako into that, <laughs> and then the Mako shows up in the Citadel, and it crashes. And much like in Batman Arkham, uh, what was the name of the last one? Arkham Knight. Knight. When I saw the Batmobile to get destroyed, when I saw the Mako get destroyed, I cheered. <laughs> because I will never have to drive that fucking thing again. Unless oh, I hope they don't bring it back for Andromeda. It was and they in, are though, aren't they? It was in the DLC for Mass Effect Two. Was it? Yeah, there was a DLC I... mission where you had to travel via makeup. Oh, is that the one where you have to do a load of jumps and stuff? I can't remember because I can remember playing that and thinking, "I'm thank God I hadn't played the first one." Yeah, the yeah. Mako man, it's bad. <laughs> So um, when we get to the Citadel, everything is ablaze. He has already destroyed half the stuff. He's got Geth running everywhere. Um, and we have to stop him from activating the Citadel and bringing the Reapers into our galaxy. So we have to basically do this gigantic gauntlet run of every Geth you know of. Hmm. <laughs> um, to the point where we have to jump out of the elevator and we have to run on the side of the Citadel. That was quite cool, though. Yeah, it was. I like that one. It I like that, 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 that part of the game was pretty cool. It is. So, um, when we do the gauntlet, we run the gauntlet and everything like that, uh, we have two options that we have to make. Or we have two options for a decision that we have to make. The first one being, what do we focus on? We have we we're able to get the council to safety, but yeah, because they're trying to evacuate in the ship, aren't they? Yeah, they're evacuating in a ship. Should we use our fleet to protect the council, or should we ignore the council and use the fleet to try and take down Sovereign? Because Sovereign at this point has latched on to the Citadel and is doing something. Is trying? I guess it's working its magic. Yeah, I think it's isn't it trying to open up the 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 relay for or try and contact like the other reapers to come through or something yeah it's it's it's, do, it's using it to do something that's for sure so it latched onto the main central area yeah so um we have to make a choice here do we save the council or do we save the lives of millions of humans well everybody everybody on the on the citadel basically um, so I take it you chose the option to save, try and save, to try and save the people as opposed to the council. That is correct. I did. I did it the other way. I let the council die. Oh, bless you! And, no, they, I, and man, you talk about. I got twenty nine renegade points for that. <laughs> I decide. Well. My idea was, again, it's a role-playing game. My theory would be that Shepard would, although he's had disagreements with the council, um, 
you know, society can crumble if leaders are taken out in one go. So I thought, well, maybe he thinks keeping them alive is important for the stability of whatever's left. But it didn't affect my outcome, I don't think anyway, because we saved them and we still destroyed Sovereign. So... I don't know if did we destroy Sovereign? Um, it, the, the I can what happened is um the because the fifth fleet was getting to us and we were trying to hold off the smaller attacking so, uh, Reaper ships and I'd got the I'd got the okay that the council had been moved out of the danger zone and then Joker ran all the way up or flew all the way up and then pelted down and was able to destroy it and it then just broke off and fell off the 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 spire thing yeah. that it was latched to okay. that's how that, that's what happened uh for me yeah that that happened for me too um so you can either save the council or just let them die basically mm. because um i know um i pissed off Gar- garris because i had i had garris and rex with me pretty much throughout the entire game um, and, uh, that was the first time Garrus, when I, when I said, let the, uh, let the council die and Garrus turned and looked to Shepard and he was like, I hope you know what you're doing human like that. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's the first time he's ever called me something other than Shepard. And it was like, you know, I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And Rex was like, let him fucking die. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't care, do we? Don't yeah, me and Rex are like buddies now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, we, uh, yeah, but, uh, I let the council die and we take on Saren. It, this actually happens after the first fight with Saren. Um, but I just went ahead and said that anyway, because the first fight with Saren lasted 10 seconds for me. I activated Marksman. Uh, which is fully leveled up. I have mm. a badass pistol, and he was flying on his little thing for about ten seconds before he fell off. Because I was just yeah, I don't, and he just died. Yeah, I, I don't think. Oh, which which part is that? And you mean what in the Citadel? Yeah, in the Citadel. I can't remember that bit. What have you got to the conversation with him yet? Because I didn't even fight him. Oh, really? Yeah. So I. You have you run up obviously to the the steps, and you're crouched behind some cover. Saren's uh, trying to instigate the the citadel uh, warp gate or whatever, and they have a co- conversation. And I had because I was obviously high enough paragon, and my charisma had been maxed out. I had uh, option to try and talk him down. So there's you know. He's talking about um, how it's best for everybody, and Shepard's saying, "Can't you see? Can't you see? You are, you are, you have been indoctrinated. You are under his control." And then Sauron sort of turns and says, "I know, but there's nothing I can do about it. You know, it's, it's, it's in, it's he's in my head." And then he shoots himself and kills himself. Fuck! I didn't even know that was in the game. Yeah, so he basically says, thank you, Shepard, and then puts a gun to his head and blows his brains out. But obviously, that's normal Sar- uh, Saren. Well, mm. I've still got Super Saren to go. So, But they, I didn't even have that fight. It was just, I talked him down, 
he realised the error of his ways and thought he could stop himself by blowing himself in the head. Yeah, see, that didn't happen with me. I was crouched behind that for about two seconds, and it said, okay, enough talk, let's do this shit. Uh, Well, there you go. (laughs) And so I I fought him while he was floating on this little thing. Um, yeah, the little that, circular that, thing. Yeah. That, that fight lasted 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> and that's when we decide the fate of the council is after we think he's dead. Unfortunately, he's not dead. Um, he is empowered by Sovereign. Yeah, he's basically fused metal with machine with with um, Turian. So um, he's kind of got like bionic arms and legs and stuff. Yeah, and he turns into one of those, like, what they look like, the Geth, uh, the creeping ones. Because mm. he's hopping he's, all over the friggin' place. He's beefed up for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know uh, we're, like, checked to make sure he's dead, and Garrus goes down and shoots him two times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's personal for him, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah. And so um, he, <laughs> and then, but then Sovereign takes over him. And then we have another boss fight. Now, this one, as I say, it wasn't difficult. It just lasted forever. That's when I texted you and said, I'm sorry this is taking so long. <laughs> because I was just like, oh, my God. Because he has five bars of, of shield. And mm. then it seemed like his health bar almost never went down. And I was unloading pistol shots into him. <laughs> and I kept using Unity to bring my guys back to life. Yeah, I had to do that a few times. I though I had with me Liara, so I had a, a bionic. So, oh, well, um, Rex has got some pretty good bionic powers too. Oh, is he? Oh, oh I don't know. Ah. Yeah, Rex is all like combat and biotic, and um, I think Garrus is basically an infiltrator like me. He uses um, tech and uh, you know, sniper rifles and stuff sniper like rifles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, we eventually take him down and he just disintegrates, melts into nothing. That's when, um, Joker finally gets his shot in and, uh, takes out Sovereign. And then we walk up to the, uh, we make sure that, uh, the Reapers don't come in through the, uh, Yeah, we the put the virus in that was given to us by the Prothean, yeah. uh, VI. Yeah. And we're able to stop it. Uh, and then we, you know, For now. The, yeah, we get the cut scene <laughs> of, of, uh, Anderson showing up saying we're, we're Shepard and then Shepard emerges from the rubble. And, um, uh, we get the, we get the dialogue of between Udina and, um, Anderson. Th- th- those are the two <laughs> people I talked to. Oh, uh, so funny. Cause he, is such a dick. It's like the count. Cause I saved the council. Yeah. So I, when it's, I get to the cutscene, I've got the the three council members there, uh-huh. basically saying, um, "Thank you, well done." Um, still being a bit skirtish on the the Reaper threat, you know, because they're very dismissive of it. Um, but said that um, through my actions, humans have um, earned a place on the council, and asked me to choose whether um, I recommend Anderson or Udina as uh, the human council member. Mm-hmm. And who'd you recommend? Uh, Anderson, of course. Okay. So here's what happened with me. The council is dead. Udina is like a, on a fucking power trip. He's, he's going nuts. He's like, this is our time. We're going to take over. We're going to have a human council. And everybody is going to rule by us. We're going to say what we want to say. And we're going to make 
the galaxy great again. You know, <laughs> and he was, <laughs> I'm not throwing my political views in there. That is not my political views. I promise. And they do not represent ZTGD or any of the employees. There. <laughs> Dina Trump. Uh-huh. But I, I, I did hear that. And I was like, wow, this sounds like, this, this sounds know, familiar. We're taking it back over, you know? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, he was, he was going nuts. And he's like, okay, we're going to have an all-human council. The humans, we, we, we reign supreme, man. All the other racers are scared right now, but we were the ones who prevailed. So we need to we need to take advantage of this. So we're going to have a human council, and we need a head chairman of the council. Who you want to put in, in charge? And I put Anderson in charge. I said, well, we need somebody who's not a complete idiot, you know, or a madman <laughs> like you would, you know. So I put, uh, I put Anderson in charge of, of that. And we then walk off into the sunset saying the Reapers are coming. So we need to be ready. Hmm. And that's the end of the game. That's interesting. I'm going to be more intrigued because obviously I messaged you in the week and I went straight into two. um, And you said, hold fire. Come on. (laughs) Let's, let's do this on another show. And, it will be really interesting if we go through and do two and three and we follow the same path, me being Paragon and you being Renegade, how different they will be. Because even though they're only slight, there's certainly some big differences between our playthroughs. Absolutely. Like, a, the, like the ending, I think, mm. is a big difference. The, mm. issue, the issue I have with Mass Effect and what I, what I mentioned last week about Alpha Protocol and why I adore that game so much is that a Mass Effect basically has two two playthroughs: the good guy, the bad guy. Yeah, much like Infamous. Yeah. Um, and the other issue is is that we've all seen the ending to Mass Effect Three. All roads are eventually going to lead to one, which then splits into three endings. Yeah, and it doesn't matter which why you went through the whole playthrough of all of the trilogy, You're going it to end still only there. boils down to those three choices. You're going to end up with the blue choice, the green choice, or the red choice. But it's it's no different to uh, Telltale Games. It's, it's true. that illusion of choice. It doesn't matter what you do um, when it comes to the end game. So, yes, small things, and as we have seen on this show small things make a difference to an individual's experience of the game slight changes here slight plot points there but it still is an illusion because at the end you're going to be facing the same choices no matter which choices you made throughout the whole games so it's it's one of those things and that's the nature of the game most games you know again even infamous it's black and white, but the ending is the same. It's, well, I will tell you this. You need to play off a protocol. I really don't want to. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, but I'm just saying, if you want to see a game that deviates so freaking well, Matt, Jay, and I played that on Phoenix Down, and neither one of us had the same ending. It was completely different. Who was there at the end? Who, like, what we dealt with who was actually the bad guy 
Who is actually <laughs> the bad guy is determined by your choices. Wow. Okay. It, it's it's well, crazy the amount of deviation Alpha Protocol has. I'm glad you've done it on Phoenix Down because you won't do it again. So no, no, <laughs> there's no, no way, no way I can get roped into it. I'm not, I'm not going to force you to do that. I just highly suggest you play Alpha. I have got it on PC, and I ha- it's very much like Mass Effect. Is I've tried about four times to play that game, and I just can't get past that initial hump. Um, I must admit, having now completed Mass Effect and you know, bearing in mind that I had played two and three, so I'd seen the story through. I had, other than this show, I had no reason really to go back uh, and play Mass Effect 1. Uh, at the end of it, I once you get past that initial hump of the dice rolling action, the Mako, um, once you get past that, a couple of, you know, maybe four, five hours in, it it's really engaging. Yeah. Uh, the story, I think, moves along at a really nice pace. Now, I know there are some people that would say you don't want to waste four hours for a game to get enjoyable, especially when you're talking about a game that's maybe 11, 12, 13 hours long. But I'm pleased I did this. I'm pleased I went back, powered through that early part, because it is part of the Mass Effect universe i haven't seen um yes i know the repercussions of it and having those choices at the beginning of two and three for newcomers so you know if you haven't gotten a save from mass effect one with mass effect two um it gives you choices that are important to the story to you to make there and then so i knew the the thrust of it yeah but to actually be in that position where my decision in the moment will affect the Rackney and what happens in two for me is it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. It's, yeah. it's just that first initial when the, you know, cause I'm an assault rifle kind of guy. So when that is so frustrating, when the Mako is unwieldy, those big points and everything else, I think is kind of cool. It loading times are a bit iffy of course, but, yeah. um, and the map is a pain in the ass. Uh, and the frame the, rate is god awful. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I didn't have too much of an issue, but I don't know whether that's because I'm playing backwards compatible on the Xbox One. I don't. I don't know. But that didn't bother me too much. But um, the characters, the dialogue between the characters, and the the setup of this whole trilogy, they obviously knew that. Well, they were hoping that they were going to have a, a trilogy on their hands to to carry that reap a thread throughout but have their own individual enemies and stories and it's awesome i'm glad i played it glad i went back it's yeah i think i feel the same way the and and that initial hump like once you put points into pistols and 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 sniper rifles and stuff like that you actually play better that's that's the thing without a doubt and that's that's one of the things I have to say about Alpha Protocol is if I felt the same way. You know, once I started putting points into certain skills, I got better at it. So um I guess you could say that the level of progression is is really well done. I mean, you start off shitty and you have to get better kind of thing. Oh, I don't know. Um, in the fact that he's meant to already be a war hero and he can't fire a, an assault rifle for shit because mm-hmm. you haven't put points in. Yeah. Um, but it, as long as you know the play style, as long as you know 
that's what you want to focus on. You can put all your points in it because you still have other stuff you have to put points into, yeah. like your charisma and persuasion and um, your, your health and fitness and all those bits. Um, I solely focused on you know these bits and the assault rifle because I was hoping to get to that point where it was it stopped being. Um, so much of a dice roll and it does it gets to that point so as long as you know what kind of play style you want to go with and you point yourself accordingly I think once you've got through those first few hours and got yourself some points in those areas it does become a lot more manageable yeah and I don't know I I enjoyed my time with this game I remember I I, I remember it yeah I remember it being longer but uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it. I that was the big thing that surprised me, and that was why I thought um, I kind of soured when the uh, poll came back, and it was like Mass Effect. And in actual fact, I think it's probably the shortest of all the games um, because I thought, well, oh god, it's going to be a thirty-hour game, and I really have trouble getting through the per- first hour and a half of that game, and oh, it's going to be such a chore. But it, it wasn't, and it. It just spurred me on to the point where, as I say, you said, let's get to these points and then we'll do the show and then we'll have the final mission to do for the last show. And I just went back, um, uh, oops, I've, I've already completed it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so it, because I wanted to see how it ended, I wanted to see what happened. And first thing I then did is load up Mass Effect, imported my save and uh, Mass Effect 2 and imported the save and uh, and went on to that, and straight away you can certainly tell the differences and the improvements. Um, but obviously that will be for another show. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's um, that's it for Mass Effect. Uh, we didn't get emails, but that's okay. Um, oh. Yeah, I uh, you know it, we kind of had a spur of the moment kind of thing, um, but that's okay. Um, you Tweets. can al- yeah, you can always send an email, uh, and we'll read it on the show. Um, if you want to talk about Mass Effect, that's totally fine. But uh, the email is uh, drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury, and John is at John W. UK. Yeah, I think most people who listen to this probably follow me on Twitter. Uh, this, is, this is true. Yeah. Um, and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, I, I don't think we're going to do a show next week um i take a mat still on the nino rimo that that will be it yeah he's he's still doing the nino rimo stuff we may just take a week off um well it's thanksgiving soon well yeah thanksgiving is this week mm. but um yeah um but we will be back uh probably two weeks from now starting in uh december uh to play a game that i've been really excited for for for, since we finished the first game, we're going to be mm-hmm. playing Danganronpa 2, Goodbye oh, Despair. Because <laughs> Danganronpa 1 kind of blew me away. It's a, it's a puzzle story thing, isn't it? It's is more just a visual novel. Um, it's a visual novel mixed with a little bit of like Phoenix Wright, because you have to do investigations. Um, okay. Do you know the story of Danganronpa? God no. Okay, so you play as a high school student who goes to this boarding school, mm. um, and on his first day there, 
Uh, he wakes up, and the boarding school has been completely shut off. It's been boarded up. You can't get out. And there is this little animatronic bear walking around who is basically the headmaster of the school. Okay. And he tells all the students, there's like uh, 10 or 15 students, I can't remember how many. He tells all the students, you can only leave this house, this place if you kill somebody. And if you kill somebody, you have to do it in a way that you don't get caught by your other classmates. Uh, and if you if you do get caught by your other classmates, we'll have a trial. And if you get voted that you were the one that killed the person, you die. But if you're able to kill somebody and get away with it, everybody else dies and you get to leave. Nice. So it's it's this tale of paranoia and despair and it's so fucking intriguing in this weird anime way. <laughs> it is so good. I like, I can't I can't stress enough if you have not played Danganronpa play that game because It's on Vita, isn't it? It's on Vita, but it's also on PC. Yeah, oh, mate. It's one of those oh, I don't know, it's as long as it's not too puzzle heavy. It's um, not it's not puzzle heavy at all. That's the thing. I mean, it's when you go to the trials, you have to match up, you know, evidence against somebody and stuff like that. Oh, right. But, I mean, it's, it's a lot like Phoenix Wright. I've never played a Phoenix Wright, so no, I, couldn't, I couldn't match the comparison. So. I, I, but I absolutely adore the first game. I had a... And how many are there? Is there two? Or? There's there's three games in all. Two mm. of the first, Danganronpa 1 and 2, are basically kind of like that style of game. And then they had one called the Despair Girls, which is a shooter. Okay, it's got like a spinoff, but then they're also making another Danganronpa game. The issue is, is that it's going to take place in a different world. So Danganronpa one and two are in the same world, and then they made a Danganronpa three, which is the anime, which is basically the conclusion of this story arc. But so, it's in a different world. No, no, it's in the same world. Oh. Uh. They're making a new Danganronpa. It may not be called Danganronpa 3. I'm not certain what it's called, oh. but it's going to be in a different world, as far as I know. Hmm. So, but yeah, I'm really excited to play Danganronpa 2. Like, uh, I want to see, because the, the biggest mystery was what the fuck's going on here. You know, because like, <laughs> nobody so it doesn't answer that in the first one. No, it, they, they do, but they still leave it open. Right. It, they, okay. like, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Oh, man, it's so good. If you do decide to play it, play mm. along and listen along with us on Phoenix Down. Okay. Because I think we had some great discussions. I had a fucking theory. I said, I know what my theory is. And Jay's like, okay, what is it? And I, I said it. I explained my theory completely. And Jay's like, that is a very good theory. And I'm like, am I right? He said, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so, um, and then you know, we find out at the end if I was right or not. So, um, mm. but yeah, that game's fantastic. Uh, but we will be back uh, in two weeks to do that one. We're going to take a week off. I was going to go ahead and say, yeah, we'll just take a week off. Uh, but yeah, Why that's, not? Yeah, that's it for us for Mass Effect. I do appreciate everybody listening. Um, and thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Again. You are welcome back anytime. We're going to have to do Mass Effect 2 and 3. I mean, that's, we that's, aren't, that's already given now at this point. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a happen. given. It's got to happen. Yeah, the only problem is, is it won't be before four comes out. <laughs> not the way. If it, Well, that's if it comes out in March, but who knows. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, 
but yeah, that's uh, that's it for us. Uh, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Those who celebrate it, yes. Uh, but, Happy uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, until Happy Black Friday. Yeah, Black Friday. That's that's the <laughs> big one everybody celebrates. That's the real holiday. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, that's going to be it for us. I, I do appreciate everybody listening. Like I said, uh, we will be back in two weeks. Um, but until then, I'm Drew. I'm John. And we're out of here. Hope you guys have a great one. And uh, stick around. Two weeks from now, we're going to be playing Danganronpa 2 Goodbye Despair. <laughs> <laughs>